Stoop Kids, this episode is sponsored by Candlewick Press, publisher of The Camping Trip, a new picture book about a young girl's first experience camping in the great outdoors. Yeah! <laughs> okay! Let's go! Yo, yo, yo! Sitting on the stoop, chilling with your friends, hoping that the fun times will never end. You got your homie to your left, your bestie to your right. episode two season two i hope you're ready for a new and exciting story today but first thank you to everyone who has become a patron of the podcast it means so much and if you would like to become a patron and support the podcast and get patron only goodies for you and other stoop kids in your life go to patreon.com slash stories and make a pledge also if you haven't done so please follow us at stupid stories on instagram and twitter Now let's get right into the story, but first, a message from the sponsor. From the long car ride to roasting marshmallows for s'mores, The Camping Trip is the perfect book for kids heading out on their first outdoor adventure. Ernestine is super excited to leave the city and go camping in the woods for the first time with her aunt and cousin. She is very prepared. She knows how to set up her tent, and she has her sleeping bag, flashlight, and trail mix all ready to go. But when the great outdoors is a little different than what she expected, will Ernestine be able to enjoy the trip? The Camping Trip by Jennifer K. Mann. Available now wherever books are sold. There was a time when every single neighborhood had a playground. A swing set, monkey bars, a slide, and maybe even a seesaw. Gravel and wood chips would scatter the ground. It was a safe space for all kids to come and play and scream and laugh and run and have a good time. This one particular playground was the most poppin' playground in the city. It had 10 swings, three sets of monkey bars, four slides, and even a place to charge your phone. The kids in the neighborhood would hang out at this specific playground all day on the weekends and beg their parents to go there after school. The kids called the playground T-Zone. It sat up on top of a hill so you could see the city's skyline when you climbed to the top of the jungle gym. Nathaniel and JR's mom, along with the neighborhood committee, made sure they kept the playground safe and clean. The kids loved this playground. One day, the BB twins were sitting on the swings, scrolling through their music, trying to decide which song they would pick for their next dance. While they were sitting there, they noticed two men in suits walking up towards the park. They started measuring the fence and taking pictures and writing things down. Then they talked to each other a little bit and then left. The twins didn't think much of it and kept scrolling through their music. McKinley, who was sitting on the bench writing, noticed the two men too and walked over to the BB twins. Hey, did you see those two guys that just came over here? She asked, 
Yeah, why? Bria said. I've never seen them before. I wonder who they were. They looked important with their three-piece suits on, <laughs> McKinley said. Yeah, I don't know, Byron said as he shrugged his shoulders. I saw them measuring the fence. Why would they need to do that? Bria asked. I don't know. Maybe they will finally build us a rock climbing wall or something. That would be dope, Byron said. Yes, that would be so dope. Anyway, what are y'all working on over here? McKinley said as she plopped down on the swing next to them. Just a new dance, trying to keep our followers happy. Every week they want a new dance. It's crazy, Bria said. I mean, since y'all went viral, y'all are in the big leagues. It's literally the two of you and the girl who made up the savage dance on TikTok killing the game. Keep it up. We'd love to see it, McKinley said. You right. You excited to take on your last year of middle school, Miss Eighth Grader? Byron asked. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I just, I just want to do something major this year. You know, being SGA president last year and again this year is a lot of pressure, but I think I can handle it, McKinley said. Yeah, you got it, and we got you. Since we didn't decide to go to that county school, we can help out at TAA way more now, so hit us up if you need us, Byron said. For sure. I'm going to head home now, so I'll see y'all around. And McKinley left and started to walk home. The next day came, and McKinley was walking to school. She looked up and saw those two men again standing in front of the playground. This time, they were standing with a guy in a construction hat. McKinley started walking slowly past them to try and hear what they were talking about, but she couldn't quite hear what they were saying. When she arrived at school, her friend Rita ran up to her and said, Mickey, did you hear about T-Zone? No, what happened? They're gonna knock it down. What do you mean they're gonna knock it down and then do what with it? Can they do that? I don't know, but I heard it on the news this morning. McKinley sat down in her seat and put two and two together. Those men she saw earlier were the people who were planning on knocking down T-Zone. She couldn't believe it. That was one of the only places the kids in the neighborhood had to go play. They would either go to the corner store or to T-Zone. McKinley sat all day thinking about this. Maybe they're gonna build a better playground for us she thought. But then she remembered that a couple years ago, her mom had jokingly said that with the culture change in the neighborhood, they would see a lot more parking lots and tiny coffee shops. She called it gentrification or something like that. The end of the school day came and McKinley went into her homeroom classroom to talk to her teacher, Miss Jefferson. Hey, McKinley, what's going on? How are your classes today? You seemed a little disturbed doing homeroom this morning, Miss Jefferson said. Yeah, did you hear about T-Zone? I sure did. It's so sad. Well, why are they going to knock it down? Are they going to build a new playground? Miss Jefferson looked at McKinley's big brown eyes and knew that she didn't quite understand what was going on. I wish I could say that they were going to build a bigger and better playground. That would be nice, right? However, with communities like ours and, um, how do I put this? Mm. 
There was a time when this community was thriving. We had a pool, multiple playgrounds, a movie theater, endless grocery stores, you name it. But politics came into play and pushed a lot of residents who look like you and I out of this community so they can rebuild it to their liking, Miss Jefferson said. But why would they do that? Can't they just build somewhere else? McKinley asked. They could, but they won't. This is just another way for people with lots of money to come back into the city and kind of take over what's already been planted here for years. <laughs> I remember the day they closed up our pool, filled it with cement and turned it into a parking lot. You know the fancy apartments down on Dallas Street? McKinley nodded yes. Well, their parking lot is where our pool used to be. But that's not fair. How can they just come in and change somebody's neighborhood? Well, they have the money and the power, McKinley, Miss Jefferson said. Uh-uh. I know there's something that can be done. There's no way they can keep doing this, McKinley said as she started to get upset. I'm going to head home now, Miss Jefferson. I'll see you tomorrow. McKinley walked home slowly trying to think of all the ways she could possibly stop the men from tearing down their playground. She couldn't think of anything. It's not like I can buy the playground. I, what if I just politely went up to them and told them to not knock it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that's what I'll do, she said, talking to herself. Lo and behold, she walked past T-Zone and the men were there yet again. She gingerly walked up to the two men as they were talking and said, Hi, excuse me, um, what, um, what exactly are you guys doing? One of the men turned around and said, Oh, we're just measuring and figuring out the last little bit of details before we knock this baby down on Friday. Friday? Yep, gonna level it out and start building a shiny new parking lot. Oh, um... Okay, thanks. McKinley wanted to say more, but the men seemed very uninterested in continuing the conversation. She went home feeling slightly defeated, but knew in her heart there was a way to save the playground. She got home, grabbed her tablet, and FaceTimed the BB twins. Hey, you two. Those guys are turning the playground into a parking lot. What? No way! Why? I don't know. I don't know why, but it's happening on Friday and I need your help, McKinley said. Okay, what's up? Byron said. I want to go around the neighborhood and get as many signatures as I can from the people who live here to sign a petition to save T-Zone. This playground is really all that we have. Did you know this neighborhood used to have a swimming pool and then they turned that into a parking lot? The same thing is going to happen to T-Zone if we don't do something, McKinley said. But will this work? Bria asked. I'm not sure, but it's worth a try. If we can show whoever is trying to tear down T-Zone how important and needed that playground is, maybe they'll reconsider. I mean, I don't know. I'm willing to try. Y'all trying to help? Byron and Bria looked at each other and then nodded their head yes. Okay, great. Tomorrow morning... We'll go to as many houses as we can and get people to sign. And then in school, we'll get everyone to sign. And then after school, we can get more signatures, McKinley said. Lit! 
and maybe we can get some virtual signatures throughout Instagram since we're verified now, Bria said. Oh yeah, can you guys make a video about it? That way we can reach more people. For sure. Operation Saving T-Zone is in full effect. Yay, yay. The three of them laughed and then ended the call and got straight to work. A few days later, word had already started buzzing in the street because of the BB twins' social media post. So when McKinley started knocking on doors, people were ready to sign up and help her. By the time she got to school, she had about 100 signatures. She walked into her homeroom class, and her classmates started signing the petition. The teachers and faculty stopped by to add their names, and the list was getting longer and longer. Before the bell rang, McKinley walked up to Miss Jefferson's desk and pulled up a map on her phone. What is this? Miss Jefferson asked. It's how I'm going to save the playground, McKinley responded. Miss Jefferson looked very confused. There was a spot on the map that was circled and it said Tubman Park. McKinley pointed to the circle and said, that's our playground. It used to be called Tubman Park. It was actually built on a part of the Underground Railroad led by Harriet Tubman. I did some research when I went home last night and it's a historical landmark and only the Historical Society has say on what to put there. They agreed to build the playground so that the kids in the community had a place to play, but they did not give whoever it is permission to knock it down and build a parking lot, McKinley said. Sounds about right. So what are you going to do now? Miss Jefferson asked. Well, I sent a few emails with my dad last night to the Historical Society and they saw the petition circulating around the internet and they're willing to step in. So I was thinking, what if after school on Friday, we let a protest to the playground and before they get started, we tell them that they can't do what they're about to do. Well, I think the Historical Society would have to issue a statement or document of some sort. A protest will only do so much, Miss Jefferson said in reply to McKinley's optimism. You're right, but don't worry, Miss Jefferson. I got it all figured out. Uh, I hope, McKinley said. During lunch, McKinley was called down to the principal's office. A lady had come past the school to give her a message about the playground from the Historical Society. Friday came, and by this time, between in-person signatures and online signatures, McKinley, Byron, and Bria had thousands of names signed. The end of the day came, and the students and faculty from TAA all followed McKinley and the twins up to the park. As they walked through the streets, other residents in the neighborhood joined them, and they started to chant, This is our land! You can't tear it down! Go somewhere else! Let us keep our playground! By the time they got to the playground, it was already roped off. The demolition trucks were on and the men were doing their last inspection before go time. Wait, McKinley yelled, and she ran under the ropes and climbed to the top of the jungle gym. You can't do this. Little girl, please step off of the playground, a voice said in a loud megaphone. No, you see all these people standing behind you? We live here. This is our neighborhood, and this is our playground. Over 5,000 people signed this list to not have you come and destroy our only safe space to play. I'm sorry, little girl, but those are our orders. Now please step off of the playground. We have work to do. 
the loud voice said. No, you don't. And here's why, a man in a suit said as he crawled under the ropes and stood in front of the playground with the entire crowd watching. Good afternoon. I am Richardson Clayton, the president of the African American Historical Society. In case you were not aware, this playground was built with our permission on a park called Tubman Park, which served as a stop on the Underground Railroad. Due to the significance and historical measure of the park, we, the Historical Society, have to put a ban on your demolition. You are not allowed to change, buy, or build anything on a historical landmark without our permission. We have heard the pleas of the community and will not allow you to demolish this playground. The men in suits stood there in complete shock. With over 5,000 signatures and counting and the legal matters taken by the historical society of this community, I think it would be best for you to pack up and head home now, gentlemen. This park is staying. The crowd erupted in cheers and the men in suits looked flabbergasted. They took down the tape, packed up their equipment, and went home. Miss Jefferson walked through the crowd to find McKinley standing with the BB twins. Good job, you three. I couldn't have done a better job myself, she said. Thanks, Miss Jefferson. I knew in my heart something had to be done, McKinley said. Yeah, you did that. I'm glad we were able to help spread the word, Bria said. Yeah, me too. Now I'll race you to the swings, Byron said as he ran off, and the girls chased him to the swing set. All it took was a little push and a whole lot of heart to make that change. And they did just that. The end. Think about your neighborhood. Do you have a favorite mom and pop shop that you and your family go to? A community barbershop where everyone knows everyone? Or even a favorite hangout spot for you and your friends? Now imagine if someone came in and took it all away. That would suck, right? Always know that you can make a difference. Be the change you want to see in your community, in the world, in your life. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye!